Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 540. The great line from uh, the Gumball Rally, you know, whenever uh, Raul Julia takes the mirror and breaks it off and he goes, the behind me is not important. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah! I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Dean Kirkland. Dean, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Oh, man, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Dean Kirkland is a highly accomplished photographer and commercial television and film director. With a unique style, he transitioned from an A-less photographer to a respected filmmaker, with clients including Lamborghini, Clint Eastwood, and many more. He teamed up with Le Mans-winning driver Rick Noop and established K&K Productions. Their first project is an engaging look at the Pebble Beach road races from 1950 to 1956, titled Racing Through the Forest, debuting this autumn. Next up is a TV show and documentary including Parnelli Jones, Bobby and Al Unser, Mario Andretti, and Carol Shelby. That sounds really cool. So, Dean, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your career and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Well, you know, I, I started off, like a lot of people when they come to California, in front of the camera. And uh, I, I loved working as an actor, but I soon realized that wasn't my calling. And, uh, you know, when, when I, I'd leave the set, I, I noticed that the guys leaving in the really nice cars were the crew. And I was thinking, <laughs> wow, you know, those guys are working all the time. And that's what I want to do. I want to work all the time. So I transitioned to behind the camera. My first job was actually an assistant director and worked on a few movies here and there. Then I kind of transitioned into still photography. I got a job working with uh, one of the the very first digital photographers in LA and we taught he taught me uh the business of photography and how to deal with clients and then we you know we're working with these old it, it seems so you know long ago that these cameras that were they were taking three images 
to make one image. So it would take three shots to make one image. Oh, yeah. And uh, when, I remember when we got the first camera that would shoot a single image, we thought, man, this is, this is, <laughs> this is the greatest thing in the world. Then I, I, I kind of bounced back and forth between still photography and film production. And I always, you know, I, I, no matter how far away I get from film production, it always calls me back. The way I got introduced to the automotive world was I was working for a client in Newport Beach, and he came to pick me up, and uh, we went to lunch, and he picked me up in his, uh, I think, like a 52, 54 uh, XK Jag. Oh, and I cool. thought that was the nicest looking car I'd ever seen. Yeah. And so I was thinking, you know, I would love to shoot a picture of this, and, you know, I, I just kind of fell in love with the whole idea of shooting cars, and I could, you know, I saw these angles. And you know, it just looked like a beautiful woman. You know, just the <laughs> curves and the shapes of these cars were just magnificent. So yeah. when I, when I started shooting these, I you know, a lot of people saw my work and they thought it was, hey, this is really great stuff. And they kind of ushered me to the front of the line with some of the biggest names in car collecting. And these guys saw it and started getting commissioned to shoot their cars. One of my biggest jobs I ever got was to shoot the Parnelli Jones collection. Oh wow. And Shot his collection before it was dispersed and did a book for him. He had these 50 books that he made that were special edition besides the ones that were in, in for uh, regular publication. Mm -hmm. They were leather bound and it included a DVD of the documentary about these cars. And so this went out to 50 of his closest friends and family and uh, you know, it's it's really great walking into a bookstore and seeing your book on the shelf. <laughs> you know, it is, and even more fun to walk into a theater and see your film up on the screen. I mean, that's even cooler. And when I found out about you and this movie that you're producing about the racing up at Pebble Beach, I got really intrigued because I've attended that car week for the last 20. This will be my 27th year coming up this wow. year. So very familiar with that and the old vintage cars and the racing out of Laguna Seca. So I got really excited to be able to talk to you. And we're going to learn a lot more about this film, upcoming film, and you as we move through the questions. But first, as we continue with your journey, I always like to start with a success quote. It's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So <laughs> Dean, take the wheel. So one of the, one of the quotes that I heard that, I, that it keeps inspiring me is uh, never leave an idea uh, without achieve, without doing one thing to achieve it every uh, day. Uh, Do oh, one yeah. thing every day to achieve your goals. Uh -huh. Another one was um, he was talking about a guy that was, uh, you know, he felt really really down, and he was out standing by the beach and uh, just looking out at the water. And this old man walks up to him and says, "Son, the boat ain't coming for you. You got to go out there and get it." <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Tony Robbins. You know, I met Tony Robbins on the beach in Del Mar, California, probably. 30 years ago, maybe. I mean, he was pretty new to his craft. I was coming out of the water with a surfboard under my arm for after an early morning dawn patrol. He was running down the beach. He's a pretty imposing guy. And I said, hey, I just listened to your personal power series. And he stopped. And he ended up being a client of mine for a while. Wow. I was working in graphics. Yeah, very interesting guy. So uh, obviously a master of motivation. Wow. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, those I, are... I don't, you know, I don't typically listen to those self-motivation things and but i i did get a, a lot out of that i don't you know subscribe to those but it, it was really good to listen to that and and to understand that you know you you nothing's going to come fall in your lap no you're going to have to go out there and get it you do you have to go out there and get it well we're going to learn a little bit more about how you went out there and got it but first i'd love to hear a story about 
What instigated your passion for cars? I think if I'm reading you right, your your passion for cars came a little bit later in life, perhaps. You talk about that client picking you up in that old Jaguar. It's probably a 120 or something like that, I'm guessing. It was a 140. 140. Okay, very cool. But is there a pivotal moment different than that one that you really realized, you know what, maybe I am a car guy? Well, you know, from, you know, as little boys, you know, I, my first thing that I remember, you know, uh, was uh, Hot Wheels. Oh, you know, yeah. I loved Hot Wheels, Tonka trucks. I couldn't get enough Tonka trucks. And, um, you know, all my life I've loved cars. In fact, I have one, one Hot Wheel that a, a friend gave me. And this is a bizarre story, but a friend in, in New Mexico, when I, before I was in, in first grade, mm-hmm. I met this kid and he gave me a Hot Wheel. And uh, I moved from New Mexico to Texas. And when I got to Texas, I was in first uh, I was in first, second grade in New Mexico, so I had the car then. Went to third grade in, in uh, Texas. I took this Hot Wheel to school with me one day on the playground and lost it. Oh, no. And I was devastated. So they tore down the school, and they took it to a junkyard outside of town, about three miles outside of town, all the rubble and stuff. Right. And uh, I went with a friend of mine and his and his dad to go and, and get some of these bricks. They were going to build an old barn or something. Mm-hmm. And I went out there with him, and there was a bunch of people out there, you know, collecting bricks to go and build stuff. And this kid walks up to me, one of my friends, walks up and goes, look at this Hot Wheel I just found. No and it was a way. Hot wheel that, and I knew it was mine because I had it was a Camaro, mm-hmm. and I had put it on the furnace as a kid, and it had melted the bottom of the tires. Okay. He brought it up, and that was my Hot Wheel. Oh, my gosh. Is that incredible? It was the happiest day of my life. I took that <laughs> Hot Wheel home. And I never let it out of my sight since then. <laughs> and so I still have it. It's right here. I know your viewers can't see it, but this is... This oh, my is gosh. Look at that. I had it restored. I had a friend of mine go and restore it, but and he put new tires on it. But oh, that, nice. Look at that thing. Yeah. <laughs> hot wheel. Is that, that cool or what? So, yeah, that that was one of the happiest days of my life. There you go. Yeah. Well, I love that story. In fact, behind <laughs> behind me, you can see in my cabinet here a bunch of... Yeah, your, your war room. Yeah, well... Uh, <laughs> Sitting on one of those shelves is my first Matchbox by Lesney. My father bought me. My listeners will know this story. It was a Jaguar XKE, a red one, and I uh, still have it sitting there in the cabinet. So, uh, in fact, I still have all my old Hot Wheels. They're they're back in a storeroom with, you know, there's probably hundreds of them. But uh, yeah, very cool story. I love it. Well, Dean, what I'd love to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and crawl under the hood and ask you to share a huge challenge or even better, a big failure. Take us there. Tell us the story. <laughs> big tell, failure. <laughs> uh, tell us about the pain because you know what's good about this for people listening is how did you overcome it? What did it teach you so you could move forward? Because you've chosen a very entrepreneurial life, man. This is a roller coaster ride. I know what it's like. So take us there, share that with us. And again, how did you get past it? What did it teach you? Well, you know, uh, when I when I was in the Air Force, which taught me uh, you know, discipline and, and it taught me to keep moving forward. You don't, you don't, you don't give up. But I knew when I was in the Air Force that I, that wasn't my calling. I wanted to be in entertainment. I wanted to be part of the bigger picture. And, you know, as soon as I got out of the Air Force and I was working in Hollywood and, and going to these auditions daily and, you know, I wasn't making very much money. And I, you know, I was like, I had all these part time jobs just to keep myself alive. And my, my mom kept telling me, once you go get a real job, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, she just didn't understand that that, that to me, that was my real job. It was right. my real calling. I mean, it didn't, it didn't just, you know, happen by accident that I wanted to be part of this. And 
I just kept pursuing it until, you know, something hit. But I mean, there was many, you know, many days that, you know, eating, uh, mayonnaise. Top ramen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Top, yes. Yeah. 10 for a dollar. Yep. And, uh, I just had to have, you know, I, I don't necessarily want the, you know, fame and fortune, but I just love being part of creating something that other people see. Sure. Exactly. When, that when people see it and they appreciate it. Uh, you know, as an as an artist, that's what you love. You want people to see what you've done, and when people smile and they see it, or they go, "Wow, I like that man." It's it's, it's better than money. Sure. Well, what's the takeaway there then? Struggling, and I've had uh, many celebrities on the show here. I've had all sorts of people from all walks of business and careers that have gone through really challenging times. But what's your takeaway from just grinding it through that tough period, eating that top ramen and those mayonnaise sandwiches, and kind of saying, "Mom, this is what I really want to do." For those folks out there that are struggling. This same way what's your takeaway uh how can you help them kind of work through that there is a light at the other end of the tunnel it's not a freight train coming at you well i've always had i've never had a backup that's (laughs) one of my things is that you know when you if you have a backup plan that just means your first plan is going to fail there you go yep and so i just you know i just keep looking forward no matter how much you know i mean i've you know you go in debt and and you you know you start to fail but you know there's going to be if you have the desire and you have the drive, keep looking. And, you know, just like I said, you know, never leave the, the uh, you know, an idea every day without, achieve, you know, doing one thing to achieve your goal. One thing every day. If it's a phone call, if it's, uh, you know, writing a letter to someone, if it's doing research on it, if it's, you know, making, taking notes, whatever you do, just do one thing every day to achieve your goal. Yep, yeah, bricks in right. the bricks in the wall for sure. Speaking of bricks, you're out there finding that matchbox car. <laughs> yeah, just building it one brick <laughs> at a time. Well, Dean, let's shift gears here and go to the what I call the other end of the spectrum, a career aha moment. It's a time when an idea or a focus for what you wanted to do kind of illuminated in your life and you went, you know, I think this is a good direction. It's an aha. Tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into your success. Uh well, you know, it, it, there's a there's a couple. Whenever I was doing Still photography when I, you know, I, well, I still do still photography and on products. And what, the first time I saw an ad that used my photography in a magazine, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, I just couldn't believe it. It was the greatest thing in the world. And then I, I did a cover of a magazine and I was like so excited. You know, it wasn't an American, it was a, actually a Greek magazine, a Greek, Greek photography magazine that used my photo for the cover of the magazine. And I just couldn't believe it. And then I got a couple of American magazines that did my covers, but that was great. The day that I shot Clint Eastwood and I had, you know, one-on-one with Clint Eastwood, it was, I, you know, I just couldn't believe it. I'm sitting here working with one of the most famous actors in history mm-hmm. and I'm directing him. <laughs> there you go. You know, and I, I was sitting there in my mind going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I, you know, he was talking, I couldn't, I didn't, I don't remember a word he said to me, but it was, it was just so <laughs> exciting to sit and work with him. Right. And then I think whenever I shot my first classic car and after I, you know, I, I you know, I have a, a great studio in Santa Ana where I shoot cars. It was designed years ago as a to to do car photography and commercials. And uh, I met the photographer that owned the studio. We worked together, and he actually taught me how to use the studio to my advantage and how to shoot cars in the best way. And then I I took what what he said and I, and kind of developed my own style of shooting cars. When I took a, a car and I did my work to it, I printed it on a big big print and I took it to a car show and people walked up and said, Oh, that's a great uh, painting. 
<laughs> and I'm like, that's not a painting. That's a photograph. And they just, you know, they couldn't believe it. So that was whenever it hit me. I think, I think I've, I think I've kind of found my, my niche here is, uh, car photography and working in the in the automotive world. Yeah, you know, that aha when you discover that you're doing something you love and you get paid for it is a magical moment. I spent 20 plus years building up a company and one of the many hats I wore was the marketing director, creative director for all the catalogs we produce and we would go on location and shoot these magnificent cars spend a whole day with the cars the owners learning about them and one of the early moments i remember sitting back going i'm getting paid to do this this is insane i mean how cool is that how cool is that and you realize that epiphany that you can do what you love and get paid for it and enjoy it and bring joy to other people so uh wonderful aha moment how about proudest career moments i would assume you've had many you've done so many cool things but is there one that stands out for you you know getting the the parnelli book i think that that book i think that was you know i didn't get to go with him but he went to the i think it was a 2012 nd 500 Mm -hmm. and they launched the book there and so he was at the museum signing copies of the book and i think that was one of the greatest things and then the 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 following year 2015 Three, I guess three years later, 2015. <laughs> Time flies. I and I walked through and I saw my book at the museum and I just I couldn't believe it. And yeah. then they actually called me up. The, um, the photo retail booth uh, upstairs in the museum called me up and said, we want to start selling your photography. Nice. And I, I was like, oh, my God. They, they called me. And so that was, that was wonderful to get that, that phone call. Yeah. Congratulations. Let's talk a little bit about your first really special car. Tell us about that vehicle and maybe some kind of great memory <laughs> you have with it. Uh, I think the, my first car that I, I just I just loved. I didn't get to keep, I didn't get to keep it very long. It was um, it was seventy two CJ five. Oh, a Jeep. Okay, yeah. When Jeep's celebrating a anniversary this year, so that's pretty cool. So they've yeah. been around for a long time. I was in the Air Force. I was uh, you know, my first year in the Air Force in '85, and I just got to March Air Force Base in Riverside, and and I didn't have a car. And a friend of mine said, "Hey, my buddy's got a Jeep that's trying to sell." So I went and this thing it was it was souped up. It was you know had big tires on it, was raised, and it had a racing clutch in it. Wow! And the clutch was so hard to push down. I remember one of the first first days I took it out. We went to Newport Beach. And went and drove that little parking lot where you have to go in a circle around, a circle around to find yourself a place oh, to park. And yeah. My leg was worn out. <laughs> yes. At the end of the, you know, about an, uh, you know, 20 minutes of driving around that circle, my leg was worn out. And so, yep. but I love that Jeep and, and uh, just couldn't keep it running. And the guy that sold it to me felt bad. So he ended up just taking it back. Oh, well, that's but, nice uh, of him. I love that. I love that Jeep. I mean, it was so great. Well, um, how about uh, Seller's Remorse? Is there a car you've let go that you... Oh, I really wish man. you had back in. The, I'm sorry to bring it up, but yeah, I had a uh, Fiat Spider. Oh, cool! 77 Fiat Spider that I picked up for I think 750 dollars. Yep, <laughs> and uh, I loved that car. And I don't remember why I sold it. I was just thinking, you know, not too long ago, I was like, why? Why did I sell that car? I didn't. It was paid for. <laughs> why did I sell that car? Well, we all have those. Yeah, and now I see them, you know, like five, six thousand dollars. I mean, just in junk condition, and mine was pretty nice, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I just I kick myself for doing that. Yeah, we all have those stories, so don't feel bad. The past five hundred and thirty-nine guests have had the same sad story, so 
it happens to the best but of us. But it wasn't a Ferrari. At least, thank God, it wasn't some Ferrari that I picked up for six grand, sold for grand, and now it's going for you know four or five million. <laughs> I have I have had many guests who've owned GTOs and let them go, and yeah, now they're work. You know, so anyway, like I said, so if you, that'll make you feel a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about current projects. I would love for you to talk and explain to our listeners this new project, Racing Through the Forest. How did it all get started? What What is it all about? The debut is coming up this autumn in 2016. Tell us about Racing Through the Forest. Well, to me, it doesn't seem like a new project. It seems like it's so so long ago that we started that We started this in uh, January 2012. I was working on uh, developing a, a, a TV series with a guy in, in Laguna Beach, and he introduced me to Rick Noop. And Rick was one of his hired drivers that he was dri- driving one of his race cars. Mm-hmm. So we became really good friends. He called me up one day and he said, hey, I want to talk to you about a, uh, about a project that I have. So I met with him and he said, you know, my, my dad, he's got three forms of cancer. He's not, not expected to live very long. And we want to do a family diary for my dad so we can pass this down. And we, we want to do a video diary. Let him talk about his life. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that sounds great. So I took a partner of mine. We went up to Carmel and set up. And he, the guy looked great. I mean, he didn't look had, like he had anything wrong with him. Sit down, started talking with him. And he starts talking about his life and businesses. And then starts talking about racing. And then starts talking about this thing called the Pebble Beach Road Race. And you know, he went through the day and then uh, went home and started piecing these little things together. And... And uh, so when I started editing the piece about the Pebble Beach Road Race, I went online to look up the, the documentary. I'm like, surely there's a documentary on this. And couldn't find anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't even find any photos on it. And started digging further and further and further and came across a couple little photos here and there and, you know, put some stuff together. And then I put it up on YouTube for him to see it. And I named it Fred Noop Talks About Pebble Beach. And... About a month later, I get a phone call from Pebble Beach, and they said, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, what's going on? They said, "Uh, well, you know, first of all, you have to, you know, we own the name Pebble Beach, so you have to get our, you have to, you know, have our permission to use it. Right. You know, you get a license. And then uh, second of all, we've never allowed anyone to really do a documentary about Pebble Beach, but we will like the direction you're going with this. What you know? Are you planning on finishing this? What are you going to do with this? And so I uh, ta- called Rick up. We went. We went up to Pebble Beach. Met with the people at the Concord, and you know we hammered out a few details. And we started off on the journey of developing the full feature length uh, documentary. Cool. And that's kind of how it started. And so we started doing research on drivers, on cars, on uh, families, um, trying to find film and footage. When we went to Pebble Beach, and they. Once we signed the contract with them and they let us into their archive and we went in there and looked and there was no, they didn't have any video footage. They didn't have or film footage. So there was no film footage we could find. And we started putting feelers out and people started calling us going, Hey, you know, I've got a few photos. Hey, my dad raced there. Hey, uh, my grandpa raced. I've got some film. I, you know, my, my dad raced. I got some film. And before you knew it, well, <laughs> in a couple of years, yeah, <laughs> we, uh, we ended up acquiring film footage from every year, 1950 through 1956. Wow. And then we actually have some film footage in 1957 at Laguna Seca. Cool. 
So cool. we were able to acquire all of that footage, uh, along with the, the people at Pebble Beach provided us with several photographs. Uh, other friends and family of, of, of uh, guys that had raced in Pebble Beach provided us with their photographs. So now we have a gigantic stockpile of photos. We've got photos of memorabilia. We've, we, you know, we, we know, you know we've, we've gained several friends along the way. We've lost to several friends along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of these guys that were in the movie um, that we interviewed uh, shortly after died. Mm-hmm. And so they passed away. And so now, you know, we have their last interview. Nice. Uh, we interviewed Phil, Phil Remington. You know, and I oh. had no idea. Right down the street here from me. And we actually got to interview him twice. Nice. And so we, we did get his last interview. And, and just, you know, he just sat and talked with us as long as we wanted to talk. Yeah, you know, a lot of these guys when we go into their home, they, you know, they're a little, you know, they didn't really know us, right. you know, and they're a little, a little, you know, cautious about what we were, you know, what's, you know, what you, what are you gonna do with this? Right. And by the end of the interview, it was like, oh wait, I got another story for April. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, don't, don't leave. Don't, don't the lights yet. I got, I got to tell you this other one here. Stay for here, dinner. Have a glass of wine. You know. And yeah. Here, stay for dinner. Yep. So we couldn't even get out of their house, you know. And uh, very it, cool. Yeah, we we made some really good friends and. And uh, hopefully, you know, a lot of these people have seen it and they just love it. And they, you know, their friends and family are just like, you know, it's about time somebody did this. Yeah. Now, it, it will debut this autumn. We're in 2016 here. We're recording this in June. So it's going to be coming. Where can people find it when it comes out? How are they going to be able to go see it? Well, right now we have we've actually been to a couple of film festivals. We are currently still uh, trying to get distribution for uh, domestic Domestic distribution, either on broadcast or on uh, uh, digital download, DVDs, Blu-rays, things like that. We, we, I think we've uh, found someone to do international distribution for us at the moment. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, um, we got a couple of, of uh, parties that are really interested in, in the project. Nice. And they want to see if they can, you know, take this out and, and do some stuff with it. We've, we've got a couple more film festivals that we've entered. Uh, we're still waiting to hear back from them. Very cool. Well, when it comes out, you give me a call. Let me know. I'll make sure I do a shout out to all my Cars Yow followers on social media. Say, hey, it's here. Here's how you go see it so we can help promote it. I'd love to do that. Can't wait to see it myself. I think it's going to be fantastic. So very, very nice. Well, now here's a very introspective question for you, Dean. If you were a car... What kind of car would you be, and why? <laughs> well, uh, what kind of car I'd probably be, and what kind of car I want to be is probably two different cars. Well, that's why I say, what would you be, not what would you want to be, because that's too easy. We want to be something cool and sexy and sleek and fast, but you know I'm what? The Ferrari GTO. Yeah, we're probably uh, not all like that. So, you know, I, I, I gosh, I don't know. I'm uh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Volkswagen Beetle. Hey, there you go. Well, you're a Southern California kind of guy. That's an iconic, cool car for SoCal. You know, I, I think yeah. that's kind of cool. In fact, I recently had a guest on the show who puts electric motors in the back of those oh, I cars. I think I saw that guy. From Z-Electric, yeah. Very yeah, cool stuff. So, you know, maybe add a little new to a little old. <laughs> yeah. that, you know, I, I, I forgot. I didn't tell you this, but I in Riverside, I, I worked with a guy right when I got out of the Air Force. I had a Volkswagen, and I met with this other guy, and we ended up uh, starting a, uh, a, a Volkswagen repair shop called Poor Man's Volkswagen Repair <laughs> in Riverside. <laughs> and it literally was the poorest time of my life. <laughs> well, that's the way it goes. Yeah, it's uh, David Bernardo who owns Z-Electric. 
And uh, he's been a past guest just a couple of weeks ago here on Cars. Yeah, very cool. So I like it. VW Bug. Yeah, I had a Gia when I was in high school. That was my poor man's Porsche, I called it. So my grandpa had Volkswagens my entire, all, you know, from the time I remember, you know, he, he had a, a Cadillac uh, when I was first born. And I remember riding in that a little bit. But all the way until he died, he had a Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah, cool little cars. Well, Dean, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners, I have a question. What's the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior? It's with a car cover. I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's the fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft is the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers and they are crafted to fit like a custom suit with over 80,000 patterns available and they're made in the USA. But Covercraft is much more than car covers. Their vehicle protection system protects your cars, motorcycles, watercrafts and RVs, exteriors from the elements and the interiors from the wear and tear of daily life. Car covers, front end masks, dash covers, seat covers, floor mats and much much more. Covercraft offers you a full array of custom accessories made specifically for and styled to complement and protect your special vehicle. Covercraft is the right choice. I use them on all my vehicles, and your special vehicles will love them too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. And you can get free shipping when you use the code at checkout, CARSYEAH. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Dean, we're back, and we're entering the last lap. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. Okay. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? (laughs) Don't don't buy new. <laughs> uh, yeah, very frugal, very wise. Let the first guy take the depreciation. Yes, don't buy. Yeah, I wish I had learned that lesson throughout my life. I'd have a few more coins in my pocket for sure. That new car smells uh, wears off pretty quick. <laughs> but then again, you know, I got another thing that don't buy used. You're just buying somebody else's problem. So I, I yeah, <laughs> there's a yin and yang there. I think going on. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? My personal habits, man, I, I think probably my, my personal habits may, may have been getting in my way of being more <laughs> successful. That's why I say contribute to your success. <laughs> not listening to, uh, you know, pe- you know, people that are not in my world's advice. Yeah. Yeah. People that, you know, want to give me, oh, well, you know, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. You know, you should, you know and I'm like, oh, no, I'm, I got a, I got a pretty idea, good idea of what I want to do. Follow your own, own course, follow your heart. Yeah. How about resources? There's a ton of great resources these days, but is there one in particular that you really enjoy? I, I think my partner, Rick Noop, is probably, you know, he's given me, 
just tremendous advice because he's a little bit older than I am and he's been down the same road and and you know I you know we've we've both had tragedies in our life that uh, we've had to deal with together mm-hmm. and separately and and uh, I, it's been great to have him for a lot of these things that that uh, you know that I've gone through and and he's he has these things called we call rickisms <laughs> and uh, he you know he he's uh, he's really great at, at these one liners uh-huh. sometimes I. <laughs> I have to get him to pump the brakes on him because I don't understand what he was talking about. <laughs> yeah, slow down a little bit. So, I mean, uh, but I, I think Rick has probably been uh, you know, one of the greatest influences. Um, awesome. Yeah. Sounds like he would make a great guest here on Cars. Yeah, it'd be fantastic to have you introduce him to me. Yeah, he's great. Now, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read that you think our listeners would really enjoy cracking open as well? Uh, there's another photographer um, – uh, Michael Furman. Uh, Michael, so, he's been a guest here on Cars. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, when I when I first started doing car photography, I looked at his stuff, which is it's it's the best. You know, there's you know, he's the best car photographer in the world. So you know, I, I wanted my stuff to be as good as his, and so I I tried to study his lighting and and mm-hmm. so as, as a car photographer, that's that's what I wanted to do. Um, was kind of following his kind of footsteps, and I, I don't want to copy him. But I, I I appreciate everything that he does, and Learn you know from I did stuff all the time, and it gave me the inspiration to want to be a car photographer. Yeah, he has some wonderful books. Coach Built Press, I believe, is his publication yeah, house. His- and uh, yeah, some wonderful books. In fact, at my son's recent college graduation last weekend, uh, the faculty gave away one of his books to one of their students that uh, received special honors, his yeah. Curves of Steel book, which is cool. And I went up and introduced yeah. the young man. Turns out he's a Cars Yeah listener. So that was kind of cool. So oh. yeah, very nice. Michael's a great guy. I've known him for years and uh, he's been a guest here, as I said. So wonderful photographer. Well, I'll remind our listeners you can find links to all these great resources Dean's been so kind to share on his very own show notes page at CarsYad.com. Just type Dean in the search bar. That page will pop up with links. And there's another great place on the CarsYad website called Guest Recommended Books with quick, easy clicks to buy. All right. We are up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a real doozy. <laughs> I've just got line after line today, don't I? I'm, I'm, I'm batting, a, batting 300, 400. If you could have only one collector car in your garage, but don't worry about the price. I'll buy you any car in the world. Money's no object. What would that one vehicle be and why? Oh, man. You know, uh, I think the, um, I, 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 you know, I don't know even what it is, but I, I think it's a, one of the 60s Ferrari Californias. Oh, the California Spider. The one from, from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, I think. Yeah. I love, you know, when I first saw that car, I thought that was the most beautiful car I've ever seen in my life. I wanted to see one. I had never seen one until I went to the Italian uh, Concorso at uh, in Monterey, mm-hmm. and I finally saw one. And I was like, "Oh my god!" I just I just stood there for probably an hour, just looking at it and looking at the curves and and the and the wheel. You know, I had the spoke wheels and and that front end. And oh man, I just thought it was the most beautiful thing in the world. And you know, I, I've never photographed one, but I I would love I would absolutely love to photograph. Well, there you go. You you didn't pick anything cheap. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> this is going to cost me a pretty penny. Absolutely beautiful cars. Yeah. But it didn't say the GTO. So. Well, that's true. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Uh, but uh, California Spider, yeah, uh, awesome cars, beautiful cars. We're going to have to find a listener out there that has one. I know a few folks that have those will need to connect them with you so you can shoot. But I'm going to buy you one. So as soon as it mm-hmm. arrives at your home there, you can shoot mm-hmm. it all you want. So, uh, yeah, no problem. What color would you like? 
what color do you think? I'm guessing Ferrari red. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, it'll be red. That's for sure. You know, I got to take a tour. I did this real quick. I got to take a tour of Les Wexner's collection. Oh. In uh, Columbus, Ohio, Mm -hmm. and that was probably one of the most amazing collections I've ever seen in my life. I mean, absolutely one of the, the, the absolute, the, the greatest collection I've ever seen of Ferraris ever. Yeah. And walking through that building and, you know, the, the wood, the, the floor is this dark wood, the walls are white and the cars are red. Yeah. And that's it. There's no, no photography on the wall. There's no posters or no memorabilia. You just walk through room after room after room. Every Ferrari is red. Wow. And, uh, a friend of mine who's actually in the movie, uh, Hammond Edwards, his father was one of the one of the creators of the Pebble Beach Road Race. His father went to Ferrari and got um, got a Ferrari, and it was delivered in blue and white. And there was only two of those made. Bill Spears got one, and uh, Sterling Edwards got. One. Well, Les Wexner has that car now. Oh, wow! And wow. so you 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 know what happened? Yeah. He painted red. And uh, his son, Hammond, said that, you know, my, my father's just turning over in his grave right now. He goes, my car is supposed to be blue and white, damn it. You know, I just don't understand it. You know, if I could ever get that car away from him, I'd put it right back to what it was, blue and white. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, everybody has their own taste. And if you can afford those cars, you can do whatever you want. So yeah. that's the way it goes. Well, Dean, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. I've really enjoyed your stories. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yeah listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you head off down the coast highway there in California in your very own California Ferrari Spider? Oh, man. Uh, you know, don't look back. <laughs> don't look back. Yeah. <laughs> Just tip the rearview mirror down and look yeah. ahead. Yeah. The, the, the great line from uh, the Gumball Rally, yep. you know, whenever uh, Raul Julia uh, takes the mirror and breaks it off uh-huh. and goes, the behind me is not important. Not important. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, there's a great quote by the late Ayrton Senna. Uh, the past is just data. I only see the future. Yeah. So uh, very cool, very cool. Well, awesome. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and what you're doing? Website or how do they, how do they find you? Uh, yeah, it's uh, kirklanddigital.com. You can find me there. Uh, also, uh, racingthroughtheforestmovie.com. Cool. And, uh, you know, we're, we're on Facebook. We're on uh, Instagram. You can, you can find us LinkedIn. I got a profile there, Dean Kirkland. Awesome pictures. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm doing right now. Uh, just before I go, I, I'm doing a, a book for a guy named uh, Tom Malloy in Corona, oh, and he's yeah. got a beautiful collection of indie cars. Oh yeah. And so I've been working on that collection for a while now, and and I think when we finish it, it's going to be uh, like the Encyclopedia Britannica. It's going to be about twenty volumes. Nice. Of cars. When will that be available? <laughs> well, I don't know yet. And I don't even know if it's going to be available to the public. I think that that's going to be something that uh, it'll it'll be part of the uh, Malloy Trust and uh, Malloy Foundation. Mm-hmm. And I think if you uh, get a hold of Tom Malloy or the Malloy Company, there you could probably find a way to get up one, get one of those books. But as of now, you know we're we're still uh, putting the book together. Cool, very so cool. So it'd probably be in about another year and a half, two years before that book's going to be available. Wow, nice project. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything we've talked about here today at carsyad.com on Dean Shono's page. Just type Dean or Dean Kirkland into the search bar, and that page will pop right up. 
Hey, Dean, thanks again for being so generous today with your time and for sharing your experiences with the Car Show listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.